Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Oh no, the sound effects went off. Here we go. Sorry about that, folks. Welcome to Wednesday, Wednesday. Yay. All righty. What is everyone doing and smoking and how many days until Christmas? I know you want to know. Oh boy. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for this? Oh, let's see here. 180 days until Christmas. You believe it? Halfway. Wow. Awesome. I love those shows. Those are the best shows. All right. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, y'all. June 28th. Tomorrow's one of my besties. Happy birthday. All right. We say Wednesday. It is hot out there. It's supposed to be like, I think, uh, 106 today. Ooh. Uh, ooh is right. Yeah, 106 or something like that. Uh, too hot. I don't even know why it's that hot. If I have a question for the gods, it's why. <laughs> why do you let it get this hot? And then why do you let it get that cold? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, we'd say Wednesday, June 28, 2023. Can't even believe it. It just it just keeps flying by, doesn't it, folks? Uh, let's see here. Got a couple things to read, a couple magazines here. Um don't know why my phone just keeps... Oh, gosh. That's why. They just keep getting out. Um, I don't know why this is doing this, so maybe we'll... It's disconnected from the phone, which is fine. Anywho, um, thanks to Tumbleweed Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down and get certified. Lowest certifications uh, around town. And we do offer telemedicine. Uh, 
Um, but I will say no, the bill, uh, even if it has passed, which we're, we're, we're hoping it has, um, but it uh, hasn't gone through enough to where it's changed the price of the fees for anybody yet. But it supposedly will be happening this fall. Fingers and toes crossed. So uh, certifications are just 249 That includes the $150 state fee, processing fee, um, stock fee, all, includes all the fees. Um, oh. oh, no. <laughs> this is a nightmare right now because it keeps trying to... Um, I wonder if I can... Well, if I disconnect the Bluetooth here. Oh, I can disconnect it on here. Technology be better but it doesn't seem to work for me <laughs> I can never get it to work be like right now uh, at any rate um, so if you if you want to get certified in the great state of Arizona you can do so uh, you can go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com and check out um, the certification section you can book your appointment right there just click that button it'll take you to a calendar um, if you have one of these conditions, you can get a medical cannabis card, PTSD, but you have to have record, medical records, uh, within the last 12 months. And, um, then you can get, you, you can use those for certifications, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, obviously those are, you know, conditions that we need records for AIDS, chronic pain, which covers, uh, Everything from disc DDD, disc problems, uh, rheumatoid uh, arthritis problems, um, migraines, fibromyalgia, back pain, leg pain, headaches, anything chronic, which is over 60 days, the state says. Severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy. HIV, Hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, which includes dementia, um, agitation of Alzheimer's. So that's just like the beginning of it even. Cahexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. And the cool thing about getting a card in Arizona is that you can get your card even if your condition isn't on the list, but you're taking something or you have a treatment that's causing something that's on that list, you can get your medical card. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can even check out, uh, we have another shop called The Good Leaf at thegoodleafshop.com. Uh, we have a whole host of new items over there, so you're going to have to go check them all out. Uh, we have some CBD and hemp products at Tumbleweeds as well, but The Good Leaf at 6224 East Speedway, right next to Bookman's. Literally, we share their wall. Uh, 
the beautiful shop with all your hemp and CBD products. So go check them out. All right. If and you want to be on the radio show, you can just uh, email me. And actually, there is a little form. Um, ooh, well, I didn't know that was on there. <laughs> um, I got to recheck these uh, this uh, website here. Pardon, my website is a little off kilter. To be able to click, um, say, "Hey, I've got a guest for your show," or "I would be on your show," or whatever it is. But you can email thctucson at gmail dot com. All right. Let's see what's going on in the world of weed. Let's see here. What's everybody smoking out there? Hmm. Oh, this is coming from. I want to give a big, huge shout out. Uh, I don't know if I can um, even do this. It's gonna. Oh, it's cat food. <laughs> Something. Uh, but let's give a giant to cannabis is this time. You guys rock. I have no idea what it would be like to make a magazine every month, but I'm sure it's not easy. And you make a beautiful magazine. And um, this this month, well, yep, June 2023. It's the 2023 State of the Cultivation Industry Report. The cannabis economy's ups and downs can feel like a seesaw, and operators continue to chase profitability. But this year's research uncovered notable positive takeaways. Right on. Well, we uh, are going to check out what they call uh, upfront, and it's kind of like uh, what do they call it up here? Um, fast, fast stats. So just some quick stats around the world here. Let's see. USDA survey shows hemp industry's dramatic decline. The United States Department of Agriculture National Agricultural Statistics Services USDA NASS released the results of its second hemp acreage and production survey in April. The survey is sent to hemp producers nationwide to collect data production acreage yield price and value of hemp in the United States. The survey also includes state-by-state production uh, based on weighted averages. The 2022 survey is value acreage and production with the required numbers for seed, floral, fiber, and grain being uh, down across the board compared to 2021. And you can read more of the survey results here, which is funny because there's this huge long old address. They probably have it online. All right, so here we go. The overall industrial hemp value in the United States. Right now, it's $824 million, and that's down 71%, down $238 million from 2021. Wow. Total acres planted outdoor, 54,000 acres. That's down 48%, which is 28,314 acres. I wonder why. Mm. Mm. Let's see. This is, this is 2022, remember versus 2021. Total area of hemp grown indoors in a greenhouse. In 2021, it was 15.6 million square feet. And in 2022, 
it was only 4.58 million square feet, and that's down 71%. Now, here's a big one. Total acres harvested. <clears throat> in 2021, it was 33,480 acres, and in 2022, it was 18,251 acres. That's interesting. Huh. All right. Um, so the U.S. acreage dedicated to hemp production in order of greatest to least based on product was. So for 2021, it was floral hemp. And that was at uh, 15,980 acres. And that's down 56% to 7,105 acres. Mm. Uh, hemp grown for fiber was at 12,960, now is at 6,850, 6, that is 46% down. Hemp grown for grain, it was in 2021, 8,255, that's down 35% to 5,379. And hemp grown for seed, that's down 77%, wow, with 2021, not even the program it's my house uh it's absolutely ridiculous my, as soon as you step into my property it's like a time zone better okay that's what i thought all right better all right well let's see here i did bring home um the tucson weekly do a little reporting and uh we can see what that's all about so if you want to call in it's 646-915 8421. You can actually ch chat on our chat session as well. Uh, I think you have to log in to do that, but you can go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com, check out the radio section, click on the show, and away you go, and you're there. All right. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> wow. Let's see. 477,000 median reported revenue, up 240,000 compared to 2021. Yeah, there are a lot of <coughs> stats on this one. All right. Revenue and profit. Let's just read a little bit more. Uh, this is interesting. The seventh edition of the State of the Cannabis Cultivation Industry Report study included a new uh, yes or no question. Was your operation profitable in the most recently completed fiscal year? More than half, 53% of the study participants answered no. Yet, Nearly 4 in 10, 39% answered yes. Do either of those figures represent a seismic shift? We don't know, but we will know in years ahead. Changes in cultivation profits were telling. However, compared to one year prior, 32% of 2023 participants reported cultivation profits decreased in their most recently 
completed fiscal year, up to 26 percentage points from 2021. But despite current industry challenges, 38% of 2023 participants reported stable or increased profits for their most recently completed fiscal year compared to 44% in 2021. When the focus shifts from profits to revenues, this year's study provided more insights. Uh, let's see here. More growers reported a drop in cultivation revenue this year, and fewer reported an increase in revenue compared to 2021. Specifically, compared with one year prior, 34% of 2023 participants reported a decrease in cultivation revenue in their most recently completed fiscal year, up 29% points from 2021. 20% indicated their cultivation revenue increased um, down 11% points from 2021 pandemic boost sales. However, 17% of participants in both 21 and 23 research held steady with no change. A quarter of businesses less than two years old couldn't compare. God, I couldn't even imagine starting that kind of a business in, in all the pandemic. While it's clear many research participants reported um, previous fiscal year declines in profitability and revenue, 2023's portion of cultivation companies reporting at least $1 million in revenue increased to 38% compared to 36% in 2021 and 24% in 2016. In addition, median, the middle number in a data set, reported revenue more than doubled from 2021's $237,000 to hit $477,000 this year. As the playing field keeps leveling, only 20% of study participants plan to cut back on capital spending in the current fiscal year. Of those participants currently cultivating or planning to launch cultivation within 18 months, nearly 65% plan to maintain or increase their capital spending in the current fiscal year. Then we've got some, some stats here. Uh, was your operation profitable in the most recently completed fiscal year. 8% said they weren't sure, 53% said no, and 39% said yes. Well, that, yeah, that depends on, there are a whole lot of factors in that. All right, so, and here they are by the number, 38% portion of, 38% uh, portion of participants reporting revenues of at least $1 million. <laughs> I'll take it. I wouldn't be, mind being in that 38%. Um, let's see, compared with one year prior, how did your operation's revenue from its cannabis cultivation change in its most recently completed fiscal year? So we've got 2021 and 2023. Revenue increased 31% in 2021, and that was down 11% to only 20% in 2023. Revenue decreased. In 2021, that was 5%, and this year it went up to 34%, decreased revenue. No change, 17% on each side, so that was just a flat right there. Cannot compare. In 2021, 44% said they couldn't compare, and that's down 19% to 25% that said it couldn't compare. Wow. Well, what a crazy industry, though. Um, sorry, my computer just... Uh, yeah, what an interesting, interesting industry to be in. You know, you, uh, 
I'm, I'm hoping that uh, we see some more dispensaries pop up in some of these rural places out there. But, you know, for those in Arizona, if uh, you live 25 miles away from a dispensary, you can grow 12 plants or more. All right, here we go. Here's a comparison from 2018, 2021, and 2023. Profits increased. In 28, they increased 25%. In 2021, 24%. And that went down in 23 to 17%. Uh, profits decreased. In 2018, they decreased 10%. In 2000, or in 2021, they decreased 6%. And that went up in 2023 to a 32% decrease and it, for all the years there were for uh, 2018 no change 20% uh, 2021 same percentage 20 and it went up a percentage in 2023 with no change okay all right there we go by the numbers do you plan to increase or decrease your operations current capital spending in the current fiscal year 13% said they're not sure. Well, that's going to depend on our economy. No answer, 2%. They are taking the fifth. 38% uh, said, yep, they're going to increase it. 27% uh, said, mm, we're not going to do anything. And then 20% uh, said they're going to decrease it. Well, that just depends because there's a lot going on with oversaturation of cannabis in the market um, in, in places. And it's hard to sell and make a profit or make even your money back uh, sometimes on the cannabis that uh, you can't get rid of. All right. What was your operations revenue from its cannabis cultivation operation in most recently completed fiscal year? And so we have comparisons of <clears throat> 2016, 2021, and 2023. Did you make five million or more? Six percent in 2016 did. Seventeen percent in 2021 did, and 19 percent in 2023. Five million or more. <laughs> okay. Uh, Two million to four point nine million. There was in 2016, ten percent. In 2021, six percent, and in 2023, twelve percent. So overall percentage point changed. 2016 versus 2023. Let's just do that. 5 million or more, 13% up. Uh, 2 to 4.9 million, 2% up. 1 million to 1.9 million, 1% 1 down. Uh, 500 to 999,000, 4% went up. 250,000 to 499,000, uh, a zero percentage change. Hmm. All right, and no answer, 16%. So that 13% went down that they don't want to answer. <laughs> I wonder why. Let's see what else is going on in this in this report. Uh, they did talk about oversaturation. Over -satur um, but let's see what we got here. Production costs, harvest, turns, and automation. <clears throat> automation scares me. I like to know. I mean, it's it's good for some things, I guess, but... You got to be on top of that. All right. Research participants varied sustainability, well, substanti substantiality, in the amount of biomass they produced in 2022 as well, the production costs uh, and efficiencies weighing heavily in their profitability quest. In 2023 study, nearly 61% of participants reported producing less 
than 10,000 pounds of cannabis biomass in 2022, with one quarter, 24%, producing between 10,000 and 20,000 pounds. Uh, oh, and they've got a chart. Uh, 9% of participants produced 30,000 pounds or more cannabis biomass that year. Dried flower production costs also varied significantly, but held promising news. Although the average production cost per pound, uh, cost of goods sold, for greenhouse cultivated dried flour was $335, virtually unchanged from 2021, $334. Indoor cultivation uh, <clears throat> reported significant gains. 2023's average production cost per pound for indoor cultivation dried flour was $470, a 10% drop from 527 in 2021. A meaningful average could not be calculated for outdoor cultivated dried flour for 2021 or 2023 due to the sample size. Okay. The median or middle values of production costs held mixed news. 2023's median production cost per pound for greenhouse cultivated dried flour was $300 for 2023, a 17% increase from 2021. But the cost per pound for indoor cultivation flour, uh, dried flour at $450 a pound was down 5% from 2021. The biggest gains came from outdoor growers whose 2023 median production cost per pound of dried flour was $164, down 23% from 2021's $214. Another new question in this year's study asked, how many turns for premium smokable flour cultivation operations achieved per year on average? Uh, nearly half, 46% of research partici participants reported five or more turns with another 14% doing four turns annually. Not surprisingly, uh, Automation, automation appears to figure heavily in cultivation operation strategies. As growers work to maintain or cut production costs, technology provides solutions to increase costs for labor, energy, and nearly every cultivation input. This year's research saw a first. The adoption of automation has increased for every category listed. Nearly two-thirds, 65% of participants, reported utilizing environmental, environmental control for temperature, uh, humidity in their cannabis operations, an 8% age point increase from 2021, an equal percentage, 65% of 2023 participants, report using lighting, <coughs> supplemental lighting control, uh, up slightly from 63% in 2021. And what do we say, Silver Sister? Lighting system, lighting system. 2023's biggest increase in the use of automation uh, technology for cannabis cultivation operations came in irrigation, 54%, and fertigation, at 37%, up 11 and 12 percentage points from 2021, respectively. At 18% of research participants, automation for packaging was also on the rise, up 8% points from 2021. I don't know how I feel about all this automated stuff. I don't know. I just love going into my garden and hand watering and <laughs> harvesting it myself. But when you're growing for the masses, I just hope it's still grown um, with love and and serious care and organically as much as possible. All right. Let's see some stats here. How much cannabis biomass did your operation produce in 2022? 
uh, 9% were at 30,000 pounds or more. 2% were at 25 to 29,000. 2% were at 20,000 to 24,999 pounds. 12% were at 15,000 to 19,999. 12% were 10,000 to 14,999 pounds. And less than 10,000 pounds were at 61%. All right. Right arm. Ah, almost time. You know what? Let's do it a little early. I need a little uh, juice. Puff, 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 my house like what up i got some good pot i'm just pumped up got some herb from the pot shop ice in the fridge it used to be frosty my friends like damn that's a stone ass donkey rolling in hella hot looking like it's pizza time dominating all my friends as i eat some chili fries draped in the smuggie with my girl sitting next to me probably shouldn't have had a big gulp full of iced tea but shit, it was 99 cents I'll be blazing and smoking it About to go and get some munchy snacks Passing up on those cracker jacks Reese's pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda pop Cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys Yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa Can I take a 65? Deville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's And then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEA's would be like, ah, oh, they got volcanoes I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interests I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control Peak game, look into my political telescope Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't Not hella won't Being a hypocrite, you used to smoke weed, I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking awesome. Let's end the war on drugs, it's time to fool. 
special interest groups are nothing more than corporate thugs. Let them the war on me. The people have agreed. These special interest groups have kept these laws with Here we go. Sorry about that. Welcome back to Wednesday, Wednesday, everybody. I can't get my sound effects to work. <laughs> That's just me. All right. How's it going? So we're just reading this uh, 2023 State of the Cultivation Industry Report. It sounds so official. <laughs> All right. Shut up, phone. It's being ridiculous. Let's see here. Lighting is stuff. Okay. So we were talking about uh, some stats and this and that. And so here's some automations. Here's by the numbers what they're using in the cannabis industry uh, are using their automation for. So 57% in 2021 um, were using environmental control for temperature and humidity. And that's up 8% this year to 65%. Yeah, I bet that is going to just increase to 100% of everybody using that. I mean, well, no. Maybe not on that. Yeah, it depends on how commercial you are. Um, lighting and supplemental lighting control, that would be nice. They have those lights that move across the room like it's mimicking the sun. That would be nice. Oh, up 2% from 63% to 65% in 2023. Ooh, automating your irrigation. Fancy. That's up 11% from 43 to 54% in 2023. And uh, fertigation, that is up 12% uh, from 25 to 37% in 2023. Trimming, ooh, that's up 2%, mm, 28% to 30%. I don't know how I feel about all those automated trimmings. I know there's a lot to do, but just so harsh. Uh, packaging, of course, that's up. Uh, that's up 8% from 10 to 18%. That, I think that'll rise very, very steadily, very quickly. Let's see. Uh, light depth curtain systems. Ooh, yeah, because sometimes the moon's out. Maybe you want a little moonlight. And that is up 5% from 12% to 17%. <laughs> curtain systems. <laughs> that like lighting systems, curtain systems. All right. Uh, potting, planting, and spacing automation. That is up 3% from 6 to 9%. Transport of plant materials, ooh, 2% to 7%. That's <clears throat> interesting. Other is down <laughs> uh, 1%. And none do not utilize automation technology. Ooh, that went down from 17 to 13%. Yeah, I think more and more, at least the commercial growers are going to be using the automation um all right let's see the top three most common automation technologies used lighting and supplemental lighting control is number one at 65 percent environmental environmental control for temperature and humidity is 65 percent and irrigation is at 54 percent Ooh, yep that's fancy that's when you have lots and lots of money mm. Yep, and then they've got how many turns per zone. Um, do not produce premium smokable flour. 5% of them don't 
produce premium smokable flour. And we, we would hope it would be um, premium. What am I trying to say? I'm not pleased with the flour, the smokable flour products that are coming out of the dispensaries here in Arizona. I've not seen good quality, you know, you see it in a jar and it's like, ooh, that's a giant, fancy, beautiful bud. And then you get these little, what I call pop hoops. And there's those tiny little nugs and they're not, just not what you're looking for. All right, what's the median cost to produce a pound of dried flour? Cogs, C-O-G-S. <laughs> um in 2021, it was $214 for outdoors, and for greenhouse, it was $256, and indoor, it was $472. Uh, for 2023, the median cost to produce a pound of dried flour, uh, outdoor was $164, so that went down, uh, went up to the greenhouse, $300, and down indoors to $450. And now that's a hard thing to recoup, too, because nowadays, like we were talking about, there's a surplus of um, what's going on in the world. Let's see. Where cultivators are growing and going. Hmm. Speaking of, let's see. Warehouse, greenhouse, or outdoor? As <laughs> I need a tech person over here. As cultivators navigate industry changes, 2023 State of the Cannabis Cultivation Industry Report suggests they're refining the types of growing environments they use for cultivation. As in the past, many cultivators grow in more than one environment, but trends appear. In 2016 and 2021, 80% of study participants reported indoor growth. For 2023, that figure dropped to 63%. growth reported much less change. 31% of participants indicated cultivating in greenhouses compared to 34% in 2016. Outdoor cultivation was reported <clears throat> by 38% this year, nearly mirroring uh, 2016-37%. Look for, uh, looking forward, many current cultivation operations have plans to expand their growing environments within the next two years. In this group, 28% of participants plan to add indoor growing environments. Greenhouse growing space is on tap for 32% of participants, and 17% plan to add outdoor cultivation space. Yeah, I wanted to try outdoor, but it's 106 degrees right now, and that does not make some of those plants very happy. Uh, look <clears throat> among prospective Cultivators with plans for a licensed cultivation operation within the next 18 months. 16% plan indoor cultivation, 30 anticipate developing greenhouses, and 27% plan outdoor. For those uh, with plans for uh, indoor growing, nearly 47% plan purpose-built facilities instead of retrofits. The top three target states for prospective cultivators with 18-month cultivation game plans were California at 15%, New York at 15%, and Massachusetts at 11%. The research revealed little change in the number of cannabis cultivation facilities among participation, uh, participants' operations. 6% noted five or more, no change from 2016 to 2021. Nearly 62% reported one cultivation facility, down 4% uh, percentage points from 2016. 
More than 22% report two facilities, a 7% point increase from 2016. Nearly 19% of participants reported cannabis production areas of 80,000 square feet or more. And that's little change from 2021, but a 12 percentage point increase from 2016. 30 percent of 2023 participants reported cannabis production square footage of 5,000 square feet or less down 39 percent in 2021. (coughs) Excuse me. Cannabis production area for 2023 participants averaged 35,200 square feet. Holy cow. (laughs) I had a hard time growing, you know, six plants in my bedroom just because they got so big. <laughs> it's a size room, too. Um, all right. Nope. Not, it's not happening. Um, there we go. End that. How many cultivation facility growth sites your operation have? Let's see. Five or more. Uh, 2023, there was no change from 2016 at all. 2%. Uh, let's see, four growth sites went down uh, 2%. We only have 2% in 2023. Three, there's 8%, and that went up a percent. Two growth sites, 22%. All right, that seems manageable. That seems that even more manageable. Uh, it went down 4%, but still 62% have one growth site. That is super manageable. <laughs> Geographic distribution of participants um, in the West, there was 50%, Midwest, 15%, in the South, 18%, 16% in the Northeast, and 2% were from Canada. For companies not yet in business, states, areas, participants anticipate launching a cannabis cultivation facility growth site. Here are the top states selected. Participants could select all that apply. Uh, 15% was California. New York was at 15%. Massachusetts was at 11, and Connecticut, Minnesota, and New Jersey were all three at 7%. All right. They're going to launch a cannabis cultivation and grow size. Good luck, girls and guys. We'll see how you do. Wow, the average square footage of participants' cannabis production area. In 2023, it was 35,200 square feet. Wow. And that is up from 35 or 25,600 square feet in 2018. In 2019, it was 34,000. 2020, it was 36. 2021 was 33, and we're topping it at 25, 35, too. Woohoo! That's huge. That is so big. I can't even handle how big that is. All right, let's see what else is going on. All right. Um, top challenges price. Compression tops the list. All right. While the order shifts slightly, 2020 cultivation challenges remain fairly constant for participants in the 2023 of the cannabis cultivation industry report. Should be very fancy. <laughs> the most commonly cited top three cultivate, uh, cultivation related challenges were 30% increasing the yield. 28% at achieving desired terpene cannabinoid content. Ooh, and pest control and disease prevention came in. That's some hard stuff, man. That is seriously hard to do. Um, <clears throat> other top three cultivation-related challenges include farming environment, 
interesting. Maintaining consistent product, um, both cited by 23% of research participants. 20% of participants noted maintaining consistent yield as a top three cultivation-related challenge. Huh. That's interesting. However, top business-related challenges faced by cannabis cultivation operations showed significant shifts, declining, quote, declining prices, price compression, quote, cited by just 28% of 2021 participants was named a top three business-related challenge by 61% of participants this year, an increase of 33 percentage points. Quote, competition from the illicit market, quote, was named a top three business challenge by 28% of 2023 participants, more than, quote, competition from other licensed cannabis companies, quote, at 24%. The third most commonly cited top three business challenge, down 9% uh, from its top spot in 2021, was, quote, compliance with local and or state regulation, quote. Another interesting shift, quote, finance management, including banking IRC Section 28E, quote, was cited as a top three business challenge by just 19% of participants this year, and that's down 12% uh, from 2021. And here's a little chart for you. What do you consider to be your operation's three biggest cultivation-related challenges as a cultivator of cannabis? The number one was increasing yields. Um, Well, you'd probably have to get more space to do that, I guess. Number two, 28% 28% achieving desired terpene cannabinoid content, and also at number two, pest and disease prevention control. And I guess with number one, increasing your yield, you could also find out how to make your buds bigger. <laughs> uh, other top selected challenges: finding suitable genetics, maintaining consistent products. That's a that's a, a very big one, and something that's super 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 important. It's really hard for uh, patients to find something they like, only then to go back later and find that it's not there anymore. It's really difficult. Um, Maintaining consistent yields. Weather. Yeah, I guess weather would be a kind of a factor. Humidity control at 13% and temperature control at 10%. And, oh, What do you consider to be your operation's three biggest business-related challenges as a cultivator of cannabis? Number one was at 61%, declining prices and price compression. Two, 28% competition from the illicit market. Yeah, I think that's probably, well, that'll that'll be around until everything's just super legalized and taken off schedule and off the blacklist. Uh, Number three, 25% compliance with local and or state regulation. Uh, Yeah, well, got to comply. You are tuned in to Weeds Day Wednesday, folks. Thank you for being here. If you want to get certified, come on down to Tumbleweeds Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard, number one certification center in Tucson, and heck, we'll say all of Arizona. Uh, if you want telemedicine, we can do that for you as well. If you want to know what you can get certified for, well, I'll tell you. Get on over to the certification section, tumbleweedhealthcenter.com. Book your appointment right there. If you have one of these conditions, you can get a medical cannabis card. PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, which covers a whole lot of pain. 
um, severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy, HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's disease, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. You're also eligible for a medical card um, if you suffer from a chronic or debilitating disease or just the treatment of a chronic or debilitating medical uh, condition that causes any above of the conditions that I just listed. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can uh, email thctucson at gmail.com. You can um, also uh, come on down, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. And if you want to get some really cool hemp products, you can come there or and or you can go to the Goodly, 6224 East Speedway Boulevard, right by Bookman's. If you know what Bookman's is, it's right by Bookman's. All right. Let's see here. There is an article in the Tucson Weekly that I wanted to take a look at. We'll get back to our 2023 State of the Cultivation Industry Report in just a moment. But I do want to take a look at this. And uh, uh, the casual science behind the edible. Let's see what the weekly has to say about the edible. Alrighty now. What's better, smoking or eating an edible? Well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Depends on both, I guess. And I only like to smoke my own. Um, while the answer to that question can be deeply personal, There are a variety of factors that can contribute to the overall experience that THC consumption provides. Edibles do not interact with the lungs and in the process can deliver a high that differs in intensity and longevity um, from smoking THC. Cannabinoids such as THC and CBD bind with cannabinoid receptors in many ways. The effects are which... Uh, of which are mainly dictated by the consumption method. When THC is smoked or vaped, cannabinoids are absorbed through the lungs and into the bloodstream, quickly entering the blood-brain barrier. As these cannabinoids travel to the brain, they bind with the endocannabinoid system, the ECS, uh, resulting in the feeling of being high. This means that THC's effects are practically instant, which is attractive to many. Yeah, it really is. Um, with an edible, however, the body must process cannabinoids via the digestive tract and liver, where they are eventually absorbed into the bloodstream. This process results in a longer activation time, but it can be more potent and intense. The high from an edible is different from smoking. 
THC possibly because the liver converts THC into 11-hydroxy-THC. This compound is thought to be two to three uh, times more potent than THC. Research regarding 11-hydroxy-THC is still relatively new, and there is much to still discover. 11-hydroxy-THC is integral to why edibles can deliver a longer and more extreme high. Because of this, proceed with caution. Similarly, a longer-acting, a longer activation time means the high can creep in, which is why knowing an edible's dose is key. The edible's effects kick in between 30 minutes to two hours, but can linger up to 24 hours. In Arizona, edibles sold recreational, uh, recreationally cannot exceed 10 milligrams apiece and 100 milligrams per package. So if you're new to edibles, it's always best to begin with a low dose, five milligrams or lower. Yeah, I would even say like, you know, even one to two milligrams if you could. Um, This can be achieved by cutting a 10 milligram edible into pieces. Typically, an edible from a dispensary should have even an even dosage of THC throughout the whole product to ensure consistent dosing. On the flip side, uh, some people may require a higher dose of edibles to feel medicated. Having a medical card opens the door to uh, higher dose edible products with packages going up to 1,000 milligrams. That's right, folks. Did you get too high from an edible? CBD can be helpful in quelling it, and it can be taken um, to counteract the negative effects one may experience from the THC. So there you have it. Um, <clears throat> and you can get certified with us. Come on down to the Weed Health Center. And then uh, cannabis, know your source and uh, restore balance. Cannabis seems to be everywhere these these days. Lots of it, but it's not all the same. Canada's state-run market reports an inventory of 3 million pounds. When it sits, oxidation and loss of moisture degrade its quality and even change its chemical composition. In the United States, many states' markets have seen the green rush, and it has created oversupply that drives down prices. After all, supply and demand is a law of economics. This appears at first glance to be a good turn of events for consumers, but it depends on what people are seeking from their cannabis. We have learned that the most common cannabinoids are THC and CBD. THC is psychoactive, while CBD is not. Uh, there are also 80 to 100 other minor non-psychoactive cannabinoids, uh, some of which have profound health effects. CBG is one of my favorites lately. This is by Ari Rubin, the Tucson Weekly columnist. It can help with a wide range of stomach and gut issues by reducing inflammation and restoring balance. Many of the other minor cannabinoids uh, have not been well researched, but we do know from thousands of years of anecdotal experience that they are safe and non-toxic. As someone who has helped thousands of people to treat themselves with cannabis, I encourage broad-spectrum cannabis therapy. I would want to get as many different healing compounds into a person as possible. Remember, THC is the only one causing intoxication, and this effect can be minimized in many ways if it is not desired. As a population, prohibition created a cannabinoid deficiency, and restoring this takes all the powers of the plant. So, commercially grown uh, cannabis, 
will certainly have plenty of the primary cannabinoids. However, due to a variety of factor, it may be lacking in the minor cannabinoids. If what you're after is an intoxicating couple hits of really strong weed, then perhaps this will suffice. If you are a novice cannabis user or a lightweight, perhaps you won't notice or mind the use of synthetic fertilizers, growth regulators, and pesticides that are common. Gross. If you want to optimize health and well-being, or if you are a <clears throat> cannabis connoisseur and appreciate the nuances of different cannabis strains, you'll want something more. Cannabis that is organically grown and the result of proper breeding will have a broader spectrum cannabinoid and terpene profile, and it's just better for you folks. The fertilizers used are organic, and pest management practices are natural. Similar to eating organic food, the experience of consuming such Organic cannabis products will be different. The variety of cannabinoids present will uh, more health benefits uh, will present more health benefits by balancing more systems and biological processes. The high is different. It's somewhat rounder, having been modulated by the minor cannabinoids that compare with the THC for the same receptors in the brain. Uh, it is easy to uh, it's easy to be price sensitive these days as the price of good is increasing in the cannabis uh, is increasing in the cannabis world prices are uh, falling in most markets it's also easy to get caught up in the wave of race to the bottom as retailers slash prices and seek to maintain market share cannabis consumers should get to know the people involved in the production of their medicine and its processing be curious about their backgrounds when what methods they employ and why we may pay taxes now, but uh, at its core, it's still a drug deal. Take time to research what you're putting in your body and the ethics of those involved. Incidentally, there is a time and a place for hydroponic cultivation, cloning, and many of these techniques. If I were on a spaceship, for example, <laughs> all right, um, I would love to have these means available to have a steady supply of cannabis to pass the time. Here on Earth, we have the luxury of sunshine and rich soil. And continued on page 27, sorry folks. <laughs> and all kinds of rich natural fertilizers. We have the space to do proper plant breeding and reproduction from seed. Instead of aiming to meet the minimum requirements of the plant, we try to optimize the conditions and input variables. This gives the plant an opportunity to express its full potential usefulness of if the cultivation and production of consumer products are managed uh, intelligently, ethically, and responsibly. All right. And with that, folks, we are going to say thank you for tuning in to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. Thanks to uh, – we had uh, some folks tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, tune in next week. When we have more news and more of the 2023 State of the Cultivation Industry Report. We'll read more out of that, which is pretty interesting. I know what's been going on in the world of weed. Remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Have an awesome day. Stay hydrated if you're in the desert, anywhere in the states that are just cuckoo mad with uh, really crazy heat. Have a good day. Be nice to each other. And hit the bong, folks. Hit it. Whoop, whoop.
Happy Wednesday, Wednesday, everybody. Have an awesome day.